The Sports Pen on ESPN-UP. Tanner Hoops with you. Thanks for hanging out with us on your Wednesday afternoon, mid-January. Rachel Zerby from ABC Marquette is in studio with us. Rachel just got the nicest heart. She walks in today with coffee for both of us. It's nine degrees out, and she comes in with coffee for both of us. Thank you for the coffee. You're Thank welcome. For being here. Nine degrees, and I got iced coffee. Well, that's Didn't all right. even think twice. I'm just used to the ice, so I was like, oh, I hope Tanner likes iced coffee. It's tasty. <laughs> I'm enjoying I'm it so far. I'm not complaining. <laughs> Shoot, my pleasure. Lot, lots been going on here in the last 24. I say that every day, but yeah. it always is <laughs> like that. And some of my show segments, when I was doing my show prep, were ruined because of the news. I haven't really had that happen. I say that mm-hmm. a lot, that things have happened in the last 24 hours, but never really that's ruined my prep quite as much as this last news cycle has. But we'll start with the NBA because <laughs> big game last night for Philadelphia. Pick up a 42-point drubbing over the Minnesota Timberwolves. Jimmy Butler's first game against his old team, Joel Embiid on Twitter, doing the a little troll. trash talking. he's back. He's back. It's been a long time coming. We haven't heard much of him no, on we the social media no. troll game. But. but good for Jimmy. I mean, he went back yeah. and he did his thing. And, of course, Thibodeau's not there anymore anyway. Mm-hmm. But he knows a lot of those guys, I'm sure, very well. And, I mean, what a win for those guys. Because Minnesota's got talent. They've got some young guys on there. And a few guys that came over from Philly mm-hmm. with Sarich and Rocco. And to light them up like that, score over 140, I mean, it's a statement win. I mean, they did it all for Jimmy Butler. That must have been yeah. it. <laughs> that probably feels good for him. Stephen A. Smith was on earlier today talking about how he's so sad that his beloved Knicks came up oh one pick short of drafting Steph Curry. They had the number eight overall pick. He went number seven, Steph Curry did. But he could be a Timberwolves fan and had the number six pick and selected Johnny Flynn over Steph Curry. Who? Johnny Flynn. (laughs) used to play at Syracuse, briefly played G League basketball. It was D League then in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Interesting. And that's who they decided to pick over Steph Curry at number six overall. So... Could That's be worse, Stephen A. Yeah, really. You could be a Timberwolves <laughs> fan, and last night could have happened to you. Yeah, that, that was rough. But Another butt-kicking in the NBA. Warriors take down Denver. They sent a message who is the big dog in the West, if there was any questions. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, Denver was the number one seed in the West, but are you surprised no. that the Warriors demolished them by 30 points? I'm surprised no, they like scored every- 51 in the first yeah, quarter. Everyone on Twitter was like, oh, my God, blah, 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 blah. You don't watch basketball if you are like, no. surprised by that. No. I don't know why Denver has got to the number one this yeah. year. They're better than last year, but they are not worthy of the number one seed, no. and they are not going to be the top dog over Golden State. Yeah, it was fun while it lasted because they're not going to see that one spot probably ever again. Especially with Boogie coming <laughs> yeah. back. Steph and Clay each get 31, and then Kevin Durant chips in with 27. How Casual. do you stop that? How you do you don't. stop that? You don't. No. I mean, because when, when someone's hot, like, shooting, you, you just have to let them shoot. There's mm-hmm. no way unless if you literally hack them every single time. They knocked down 10 three-pointers in the opening quarter. I mean, the game was over before mm-hmm. anyone could blink. I don't think anyone's stopping the Warriors, if, and not if they play like that, yet they're still going to get boogie in there. The only way the Warriors are going to get stopped is if they stop themselves mm-hmm. and literally miss every three-pointer. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, you're going to have to get at least two 
injuries to yeah. major contributors to that team. And my thing is, if Clay's off one night, Steph will be on. If yeah, he Steph's will. off, Clay will be on. And then there's always Kevin Durant, who he literally does what he wants. You've got Durant, um, you've got Draymond, and then usually yeah. one of those mid-tier guys is stepping up, and he's going to mm-hmm. do something right every yeah. once in a while. Big one tonight, Boston and Toronto. As a Celtics fan, should I still be not too worried? Because I'm starting to get pretty worried. It's like the halfway point, and they haven't figured it out. You don't hear much of Boston. Well, I haven't really been hearing much of Boston this NBA season. I feel like all the focus has been on the Raptors and Bucks, Mm -hmm. which, I mean, it should be. Mm -hmm. But I don't... Brad Stevens, I don't want to compare him to, like, a Bill Belichick. Right. He's kind of one of those guys that I, I don't really bet against. Mm-hmm. He's going to figure it out. I'm he figured so. it out last year, and look at his lineup last year. I know, and I, I hope know. so. I want to believe you. Maybe <laughs> I'm just pessimistic, but man, they should be better than what they are right now, and I just don't know why they can't figure it out. They get statement wins, and they have a chance to do it tonight against Toronto, but then they lose to Brooklyn earlier this week. Did you hear Brooklyn fans were tweeting, or tweeting, <laughs> Um, Channing, like Kyrie's leaving. <laughs> Where's he gonna go? I don't know. He wants to stay in Boston. I don't know why he wouldn't with what they've got building yeah. there, especially when your options are Brooklyn or the New York Knicks. The Knicks are so, every time I watch a game in Madison Square Garden, I'm like, this is just a waste. Yeah. Have you ever been to the garden? I've never been to the garden. I've been I, I, actually, I take that back. I have been there. Not for a game. I was there as a tourist. I got as far as the ticket gate because the Rangers oh. were playing there that night. I just wanted to go in and see Yeah, it. I've never been there for a Knicks game, but that place is amazing. And the Knicks these days are just so irrelevant and mm-hmm. it hurts. It upsets me. <laughs> well, now they've got news to deal with Ina's Cantor and everything. How weird is I that? I woke up to that notification on my phone and I was like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. And then did you see what he tweeted today? Yes. Okay. I was like, that's not really something to joke about, but I mean, I guess it's funny. Background of the situation. <laughs> if you haven't heard the story by now, Ina's Cantor is a native of Turkey. He's been very vocal about their government. I think there's a lot of reason to be outspoken against their government. However... They revoked his passport two years ago. They imprisoned his father. And today they asked for an international arrest warrant against him and an extradition to put him on, quote, trial, which we really know how those go in Turkey right now. And they are trying to link him to a terrorist organization. They claim that Enes Cantor, the center for the New York Knicks, has ties to a terrorist organization. And then Enes Cantor goes on Twitter today and he says... I don't even have a parking ticket here in America. And then a few minutes later, a video of him dunking. He says, the only thing I terrorize is the rim. I like, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm laughing, but like, you're literally like kind of joking about being a terrorist. I know. Like, that's not really the time and place, especially I, I just don't like that guy in general, because he, right. he tries to troll LeBron James. I know. Sit down. You're <laughs> irrelevant, honestly. You're only relevant because you're on the Knicks. Mm-hmm. And the Knicks are like a storied franchise. He's Other a than poor that, man's no one, Porzingis yeah, right now. Yeah. Like, sit down. But nonetheless, <laughs> I hope he doesn't have to go to Turkey because who knows what's going to happen to him over there. But that's the situation going on with the Knicks right now. And the NBA's weird once we're getting to this point it's, this season. Yeah. LeBron's going to miss the next two games. He's going to miss the upcoming road trip to Oklahoma City and to Houston, but he's trying to target a return against 
the Warriors on Martin Luther King Jr. Oh, Day. Oh, like, how fitting. Exactly. How fitting. What, the day Boogie comes back, too? Mm-hmm. Yep, the team oh, that wow. he suffered his groin injury against back on Christmas Day. That's who he's going to target his return against on another holiday a month later. And on the game that Boogie comes yeah. back. Yeah. I mean, that's only fitting. ESPN Great move by... love that. Yeah. Whoever's covering the game oh, that yeah. night is going to love that. We won't hear that to that one. No. That's going to be played throughout. Yeah. It's going to be a classic. <laughs> Uh, Rachel Zerby from ABC Marquette's in the studio with us. I had a friend of mine on the show yesterday. He's very knowledgeable about the NBA. I tried to get him to give me a reason, make a case why anybody other than Harden should be the MVP right now. What do you think? Do you have anybody in mind? I mean, Giannis. He has to be in the talk. He's in the talk. Right. Okay, my viewpoint, I don't watch the Houston Rockets a mm -hmm. lot. I mean, you always obviously hear about James Harden. Does anyone else shoot on that team? Not with Chris Paul out. Like. That's D'Antoni's game plan is give it to Harden, let him shoot. He missed, what, 17, 16 three-pointers. He was literally like one for 17 the other day. The other day, and then his 57-point game was efficient. Yeah, but... He's inconsistent with his efficiency, but he gets to the free throw line because he initiates contact and sells it so well, it's a basketball play, and he doesn't... Oh, yeah, I mean, I think offensively he is good, but... Is he the best offensive player, strictly offense in basketball right now? I mean, the numbers he's putting up is ridiculous, but he's also shooting the ball 50 times a game. He doesn't have anybody else who can play with him right now. He's got Clint Capella out. He's got Chris Paul out right now. He is the Houston Rockets. I don't know. He's got to do it for right now. Giannis, I mean, yeah. I mean, Giannis is putting up a season that's good enough to win the MVP. Giannis had a triple-double in 25 minutes yesterday. He did. Granted, it was against the Heat, but I don't care. You had a triple-double in 25 minutes. Pretty balanced scoring, too, yeah. because he only had 12 points, and that's only. But he had 10 assists, 10 yeah. rebounds as well. But Giannis is putting up good enough numbers to be the MVP this season. I just don't know how anyone does it over Harden with what he's doing right. And I think part of that is because of the teams that they're on. D'Antoni oh, gives yeah, Harden absolutely. the freedom to shoot and to be the Rockets. Budenholzer's system is all about bringing up the mid-level guys and letting them contribute. And that'll benefit Milwaukee more in the long run, but it might hurt Giannis in the MVP race. And I don't really know how to say this without kind of sounding dumb, but like the Bucks, they play basketball they do like they're a team they do mm-hmm. where like i just like that better than some guy who chucks up the ball i would agree with you so i kind of have like yeah i respect harden but i don't want to give the mvp award to him but mm-hmm. i feel like sports these days are kind of i don't want to say like pol- politicized or whatever mm-hmm. a word i'm thinking they of kinda but, are, like though. he's the reigning mvp he plays for the houston rockets they're in the western conference mm-hmm big market big city mm-hmm. it's james harden he's been in the league whereas like compared to Giannis, he's in milwaukee a lower market right it's the bucks like no one really bats an eye when it comes to them you know so mm-hmm. i just feel like everyone's going to just go to harden because harden's the one who he his highlight reel like right on twitter all the time you know when james harden's playing absolutely like all media out like espn like you you see stuff of Giannis, but James Harden this, James Harden that, James Harden this. So Giannis, would he have your vote over Harden if it ended right uh, now? Yes. Would you? Yeah. All right. Is there Are those two far and away the top two, or is there anybody else who could be a contender? Maybe some guys in the conversation, but is anyone a real contender besides those two? 
No, those are definitely the top two contenders in the conversation. I I would put Joel and Beat up there. Would you? All right. I would. Okay. I would put LeBron James obviously in there. Mm-hmm. And that's about it. He'll always be in the conversation, yeah. no matter what. <laughs> yeah, that's just like a given. But the Warriors, like, you guys don't need an MVP. You, no. You're all MVPs. They are. They're five <laughs> MVPs on the like, floor at any given time when the Warriors yeah, are playing. Like, if you're going to give one Warrior an MVP, you literally give it to the starting five because they're all equally as valuable, basically. Rachel Zerby from ABC Marquette's in studio with us. We owe you our first time out when we come back. I tell you why my show prep that I did for today was all messed up here in the last few hours. That's all coming up next on ESPN-UP. Check out the UP's live and local sports talk show, The Sports Pen. Weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN-UP and on the ESPN-UP app. Welcome back to The Sports Pen on ESPN-UP. Tanner Hoops, Rachel Zerby with you. I was prepping for my show yesterday, and I did some of this on the trip down to Escanaba last night. And then I get home. It was a great game. My mm-hmm. voice is hoarse. I'm tired. <laughs> I was trying to get through blinding winter conditions on the road. It was just awful. I was so happy to finally get oh, home yeah. and pull into safety. I'm just ready to go to bed. I get on Twitter, and I see Tate Martell has chosen to transfer to Miami. He's leaving Ohio State with Justin Fields coming in, and he's going to be the new quarterback of the Hurricanes. That messed up so much of my (laughs) show prep coming into this because I wanted to talk about the college football quarterback free agency that's going on right now. You saw Justin Fields go to Ohio State, leaving Georgia. Brandon Wimbush left Notre Dame to go to UCF. Then... Jalen Hurts goes on the market. You know, mm-hmm. he did his time. He played behind Tua for a year. Then he wants to go make something of himself somewhere. I know he took his visit to Oklahoma over the weekend. And I thought, yeah, it'd be a good fit for him if he wants to contend for a title somewhere. But then the more I thought about it, yesterday actually, I was thinking, does he really want to go to a school where they just produced two Heisman Trophy winners, where he has to live up to the hype of back-to-back Heisman Trophy winners. Miami's job is open. What if he decided to go down, follow his current offensive coordinator in Dan Enos, who just took over the mm-hmm. same job at Miami, what if he wanted to go there and try to bring them up from the ashes? And then I find out Tate Martell <laughs> is going to Miami, and it yeah. messes up my whole segment and everything I wanted to do. And then today we come to find out that Jalen Hurts is, in fact, going to be the next quarterback of the Oklahoma Sooners. If you're Miami, wouldn't you rather have Jalen Hurts, though? For one thing, nothing against Tate Martell. I'm sure he's a great quarterback. We just haven't seen him on this stage. Uh-huh. And Jalen Hurts has literally brought his team to a national championship already. I almost wonder if Miami wishes this would have happened a day later, Martell committing there. Because I feel like they almost would rather have Jalen Hurts. I mean, I would. I mean, you? I would, yeah, absolutely. I'd rather have Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, Oklahoma doesn't really get any better than that. I mean, that's quarterback you right <laughs> yeah. now the last three years. Can't really argue with that. But he's going to go to a team that could contend for the college football championship next year. Along with Alabama. They may see each other again. Oh, here we go. We're already going to do Bama, Oklahoma, and uh, those two. two. Yeah, those two are guaranteed the two spots in the college football playoff. Well, they almost are guarantees. <laughs> Bama always is. Oklahoma, yeah. if they go 12-1, and one, whatever, they're probably guaranteed one, too. You were talking off the air, though. 
about what that means for Tua and for Jalen Hurts and their relationship, maybe Tua's, uh, excuse me, Jalen's relationship with Alabama. I liked your point to it, though. Yeah. Well, um, oh, how after when Tua came in and Jalen was just very respectful that he kind of took over the starting position spot and everyone praised Jalen. I mean, he became like he was in headlines all the time. He was like high school athletes or any athlete like this mm-hmm. is class. Yeah. And now he leaves and goes to Oklahoma. I mean, I don't blame him for right. leaving mm-hmm. because obviously you want to be the starter. But right. and you want to go does to a school show where you about, can be good. Yeah. But does that change the way people are going to yeah. think about him? To getting to your point, because he was heralded as this guy who puts team first in mm-hmm. every sense. But now he's going to a team that really could threaten Alabama for a national championship left uh, next year. That's not the Clemson Tigers. Yeah. So that changes the the dynamic quite a bit. To me, it's kind of like a. I don't know. I don't know how to say it, but you you, kind of get my point. Like turning his yeah, turning his back. But I mean, I don't blame the kid at all for transferring. Absolutely not. And I think he'll thrive in Oklahoma. I would love to see him and to a battle it out on the field. I think that could be a lot of fun if they end up meeting again. If we get that matchup next year in the college football playoff, and then Tate Martell is finding his way down to Miami. I still think that if it was a day later that this happened and Miami was the one that got Jalen Hurts, I don't know if he had any interest in going there or not, but if it was a day later and they did find a way to land him, I think they would rather have that. And I almost, I mm-hmm. mean, because Manny Diaz is promising. I know you hate to hear that name. No, I was going to say, when I saw that Jalen Hurts was visiting Miami, I literally was going to be like, so does this mean if Manny Diaz was still the coach at Temple that Jalen Hurts like would have been visiting Temple? Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> what's up with that? Jalen but... Hurts in a Temple Owls <laughs> uniform. Uh, Manny has promised to put in a very dynamic offense, a really fun, exciting style offense down there. I mean, Martell's a passer guy and we don't even know if he's going to get a play next year is going to be the thing he might have to sit out a year the NCAA is yet to rule on that Jalen Hurts I mean he's about as dynamic as you Mm -hmm. can get he's he has got mammoth size and speed Mm -hmm. unnatural for somebody of his build I mean it's ridiculous Oklahoma's gonna have a great one but they're gonna have to tweak their offense a little bit because he's not Kyler Murray he's not gonna throw the ball like Kyler Mm -hmm. Murray but I think they're gonna be just yeah they'll be fine I'm already excited for no. college Wait, can, can we – so are we officially deeming UCF a football school? Possibly. Okay. Because they do have a quality quarterback, in my opinion. I like Brandon Wimbush a lot. He is well, – he's coming from Notre Dame? He is coming well, from how, Notre Dame. When have you ever heard of someone transferring from Notre Dame to UCF? Never. I feel like they can get the title of a football school now. Maybe they can. <laughs> Maybe they can. I might actually have to root for UCF okay. now. but. Yeah. I hope that they upgrade their schedule still, but I'll still cheer for them because I like Brandon Wimbush and everything that's been going on with him. So good for him. Find a new home down there in Orlando. I actually know two. I know one guy on that team. There's actually two Notre Dame guys on that team. I know one of them. And I don't know. So I guess there is another guy who went there. Not as relevant, though. Well, I mean, he's on the offensive line, so you never hear of him. Okay, yeah. Yeah, UCF will have a chance to continue do their thing next year. I just want to see them schedule better than Pitt, you know. No. I don't know. Um, 
still expand it to eight maybe those problems get solved we could debate about that yeah, all i know day and it'll i know we could. <laughs> how about college basketball though uh duke getting beat the other night they lose to syracuse and then they get virginia who just throttled virginia tech over the weekend a lot of michigan fans and i agree with them think that michigan should be the number one team in the country right now well absolutely now that duke lost they should be but i almost wonder if the way Virginia's schedule is set up, if they're going to have the opportunity to jump Michigan because they thumped a top 10 Virginia Tech team last night and they have Duke on Saturday before the next rankings come out. So I don't think it's deserving, but I wouldn't be, see, I wouldn't be surprised if the Wolverines are still number two. I still feel like no one really is respecting Michigan. I don't and like no one's talking about them. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't really get it. I don't either. It's like, I don't know... If it's maybe just the people I follow on Twitter, like the writers, but like I just feel like I'm hearing more about Michigan State mm-hmm. than Michigan. I hear more about which... Virginia. <laughs> Both of those. Virginia two. is the one basketball team that I just think is overrated. Every yeah, they year. lost to UMBC, and everyone yeah, yeah. thinks that they're going to never pick them in your bracket. I've learned oh. that lesson way too many times. Oh, it's like the Chiefs <laughs> of college basketball, which of course we'll get uh, into a yeah. little bit later, but. No, you can never pick them to go all the way. They just don't know how to do it when it comes to March. Mm-hmm. They'll have great regular seasons and what have you. But you're right. This Michigan team is just not getting respect at the nation or the national no. level. Like, have these people like seen them play? Mm-hmm. It's wild. Yeah. I mean, they're good. They're the number one team in the country right mm-hmm. now. Now that Duke lost. And you think about the guys that they've had in the last few years that they've lost. They're doing with this out without Mo Wagner. Mm-hmm. Without Stauskas a few years ago, remember him? <laughs> Sauce Castillo. <laughs> Sauce Castillo. <laughs> yes, I remember Nick That's Stauskas. one way to put it. <laughs> oh, God, I wonder what he's up to these days. They had... Trey Burke. Trey Burke. I didn't know had... he was in the league still. Yeah, he's still around. He's hanging around. I didn't know that. Karis Levert back in okay, the day. He was yeah. fun to watch. Maybe he didn't live up to the hype people put on to him, but he was still pretty fun to watch. They had... Some quality players back in the day, and they still do, but they had more big names in the last five years after they made it to the national championship in 2013. They've had more big names than they have right now, yet they're better right now. Mm -hmm. They are better with a lot of mostly anonymous guys. I wonder when it comes as kind of, not off topic, but Mm -hmm. do people care more about Michigan football or Michigan basketball? Probably football. Yeah. I would guess football. We'll have to ask a fan, probably. But And there's plenty of those around. I right just here. feel like the way things... I mean, their football team had a good season. Mm-hmm. But basketball, I feel like, has been more... I mean, they were in the national championship last year. Yeah. Could you there's, imagine if Michigan football was undefeated? at? I mean, at whatever level mm-hmm. they were. I don't know what a comparison would be to what they are in basketball. They're about midway through basketball. If Michigan were 6-0 and in football, everyone would be celebrating yeah. up there. Big time. They were 5-1 and one this year, and they were all pretty mm-hmm. happy with that. But you don't see near the same no. staticity, what have you. I don't know if that's a word, but you don't you don't get that same yeah, vibe from no, basketball. I, I, yeah. But I feel, I mean, definitely I would imagine Michigan State basketball is greater than Michigan State football, right? I would think so. Okay. I think that's a basketball school yeah. down there. Especially this season. Yeah, I mean, you have Tom Izzo, so... I know. You can't really get yeah. much better than Tom Izzo. <laughs> Rachel Zerby's in the studio with us. We will take our next time out. We're up against a break. Coming up, 
I will tell you why I believe Leonard Fournette is the next big name running back that's going to be on the move. That's next in the Sports Pen on ESPN-UP. Check out the UP's live and local sports talk show, The Sports Pen, weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN-UP and on the ESPN-UP app. Welcome back to the Sports Pen on ESPN-UP. Tanner Hoops, Rachel Zerby with you. Here is your Sports Center update. Cubs manager Joe Madden says that Bryce Harper coming to Chicago is, quote, not happening. He dispels any rumors of it occurring at this time. Hall of Fame broadcaster Marty Brenneman has announced that the 2019 season will be his last as the voice of the Cincinnati Reds, one of the best to ever work behind the microphone, is retiring after 46 years. And finally, the Grand Rapids Drive, the G League affiliate of the Detroit Pistons, will be hosting Flint Tropics Night on Friday. The team will wear special uniforms inspired by the movie Semi-Pro. I saw those uniforms on Twitter this morning, and they are fantastic. I saw them on Twitter, too, but I never saw that movie, so I... You've never seen the movie? (laughs) No. Have you seen Space Jam yet? No. Gosh dang it, Rachel. (laughs) Semi-Pro is my favorite movie. It, isn't Will Ferrell it in is that? It is Will Ferrell. Yeah. That's my I've favorite it's movie. Funny. It is hilarious. Yeah. He has like an afro where he it's does. like a what? Yeah. Well, because it's based in the 70s. Okay. Yeah. They play in the American Basketball Association. Okay. So they use the colorful red, white, and blue ball, which I've always liked better. Mm-hmm. It's a really good movie. Gotta give, okay. gotta give that one a try. All right. But no, the uniforms <laughs> look great. I mean, the Flint Tropics, a great name. Jaguars today got their new offensive coordinator. And it's John Filippo, the assistant coach yeah. for the Eagles when they won the Super Bowl, the recently fired offensive coordinator for the Minnesota Vikings. When I first saw that move, I laughed. I physically laughed <laughs> because I couldn't believe how bad of a move this was. The Jaguars and Vikings want to play the same style of football. Time possession, run dominant, and rely on arrested defense. The first thing I thought was, why would you get John Filippo as your offensive coordinator when you run the same scheme as a team that just fired him because it did the furthest thing from workout over there? And then it made me think, Tom Coughlin is switching things up. This is the beginning of the end for Blake Bortles in Jacksonville. And I believe it's going to be the beginning of the end for Leonard Fournette. Because if they're bringing in a guy like John Filippo they are going to an air raid style offense. This comes a day after Carson Wentz was named the starter in Philadelphia. Nick Foles said he wants to be a starting quarterback. He can play somewhere next year. He can play over Blake Bortles. I'm fairly certain of that. And it comes two days after Kyler Murray declares for the draft. Jacksonville will have the number seven overall pick and a chance to get, if not him, somebody. I believe that they are Switching up how they do things in Jacksonville. Tom Coughlin was not happy with Leonard Fournette based on his behavior on the sidelines in Week 17. I think that he's going to switch up this team, change the makeup of it. Even if things don't work out, he's old enough he can retire. He's Mm -hmm. in his mid-70s. It's not his problem that things don't work out. But if he does get to work out, he's a legend again. Two-time Super Bowl winning coach. I believe that he's going to change the face of the Jaguars, or at least try to. New quarterback and they're going to go to an air raid scheme. Whether Fournette wants to be a part of that or not, but he's trade bait if they do decide to go to the air. That's my theory. What do you think? I'm just trying to take that all in, and I just keep thinking. About the Vikings and Dave Filippo? No, no, like Nick Foles. Yeah. What about Nick? Did they make this move 
to get Nick Foles? I wonder, because it came one day after Doug Peterson says yeah. that Carson Wentz is his guy going forward. And Nick Foles, we thought, you know, maybe he's all right in the backup role. And they said they do want him to stay on as a backup and everything. But he says he does want to be a starter somewhere. And he can start over Blake Bortles. He can start in at least eight different cities right now in the NFL. <laughs> I would like to see him go somewhere, and I think he's got a real shot to do that, especially if he teams up again with John Filippo. Yeah, I was going to say there's history there, mm -hmm. so it makes sense. They won a Super Bowl together, and I wonder how much that means that Nick Foles could be on his way to Jacksonville before season's end, I, or at least before off-season's end. I do think this is it for Blake Bortles. This so move signifies what that. happens with Blake Bortles? Well, he'll be a free agent, maybe a backup. You think Blake Bortles is good enough to start somewhere? I don't know. I wonder if he <laughs> I is. have this weird, I like Blake Bortles, because mm -hmm. fun fact, um, have you, you know Chad Henney? Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, Old he's Michigan like, he's like from my hometown, I'm is that pretty right? sure. I think he went to Wilson High School, I mm. think. But for some reason, Blake Bortles was partying in my hometown at one of our local bars, wow. and ever since that day, I have this like weird connection with him because i think it's so funny <laughs> that he was in berks county pa hey it's so i don't know what it is like my friends got pictures with him and everything and i was like i honestly probably wouldn't even known it was him at the bar if we're being honest but i just have this little connection with him he parties in berks county i feel i've got a weird connection similar to that <laughs> with kyle corver because supposedly uh -huh. he's my grandpa's third cousin oh nice and i've never met him he has no idea who i am but he's an iowa native so it would make sense yeah. wouldn't surprise me at all if we kyle are somewhat distant yeah. related i went down to atlanta for opening night a few years ago i saw them play washington and i got his shirt and then he was traded to cleveland <laughs> right after that Oh, Kyle nice. Corver. Great yeah. guy. He's a great guy. I just, I've never met him, but I feel like he would be a friendly guy. Mm -hmm. He'd be someone yeah. you could hang out with. But back to football. <laughs> uh, Nick Foles, I can just see him being on the move down to Jacksonville, and I, I wonder how much this move is directly correlated to it. And if anything, Filippo can act as a recruiter to get Nick Foles down there. We teamed up. We won a Super Bowl before. Come down and let's do it again. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's just like the dominoes are waiting to fall into place. I don't know the Jacksonville's, they're not going to be a Super Bowl contender well, no, just by adding Nick Foles. Not, but... but they've got a defense in place where they can be good mm -hmm. enough that they can at least contend in the AFC South. Maybe they can make a run once you get to the mm -hmm. playoffs or what have you. I just see the makeup of this team, their identity changing they used to be such a run dominant defense oriented team and they still have that strong defense but i see them as going to more of an air raid style and that can happen with Filippo, especially if he gets nick Foles. and even if he doesn't look at this year's draft class maybe it's a little mm -hmm. bit better than people thought it might be you'll have Dwayne haskins you'll have kyler murray maybe depending what happens there kind of excited to see how things yeah, work out. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Draft. I'm already looking forward to this year's draft, probably more than I have been for a lot of them in years past, especially to see who's going to go number one overall, because I really think it could be Kyler Murray. I do. I think that despite having Josh Rosen on that team, to be clear, I am not at all sold in Josh Rosen. Mm -hmm. Did not like him in college. I still don't think he'll translate to the NFL. If anybody can make something out of him, probably it's Kingsbury, but... If you get the chance to get Kyler Murray, Kingsbury's high on him. He likes him. 
he would totally jump at the chance for it. I don't know how many teams would pick Kyler Murray at number one. Mm-hmm. I don't even know that if he deserves the title of number one overall. I think it's just the Cardinals are looking yeah. for somebody like that. Kingsbury's a guy that's got to make a splash right away, too. He knows that he can win with a guy like Kyler Murray. He gives you a better chance to win right away. Josh Rosen is a guy maybe you can develop him and bring him along, but that's going to take a few years. Mm-hmm. Kingsbury's such an unusual hire that if he doesn't win right away, a guy who had a losing record in college going straight to the pros, if he doesn't win right away, he's probably out. He's probably fired. He wants some quarterback that he knows he can rely on. I think Kyler Murray gives him a better chance to do that than Josh Rosen. Yeah, I agree. That's gonna. I, I, I just think that's going to be a very bold move. I'm speculating a lot here, and I know you're trying to absorb <laughs> all this in, but this is going, damn, kind of quick. If that happens, though, and they were to get Kyler Murray number one overall, then what do they do with Josh Rosen? Because I don't know what they get for him if they try to trade him. I mean, there's still plenty of pieces away from being mm-hmm. a real contender, and that division's pretty good. You've got the Rams, you've got the Seahawks, both playoff teams. You've got San Fran that's probably going to be better. They've got Kyle Shanahan. They might get Antonio Brown from what it's looking. They're going to be in a tough division, and they're going to need more than just a quarterback to be good right away. So what do they get for Josh Rosen? Because they took him 10th overall last year, and I don't think that there's anybody who's going to give up anything more than that. They might not even get another first-round option. Yeah, and I feel like Josh Rosen didn't really have the chance to prove himself in a way. He did play for the Cardinals. That's true. So it's just like, there's just like a lot of question marks surrounding him. Mm -hmm. And in our day and age, we kind of live in like a win now. Right. I think especially with Kingsbury. Yeah. You know, I feel bad for Rosen in that sense, because maybe he would pan out if he worked for a team that wasn't Mm -hmm. the Arizona Cardinals that went three and 13. Maybe things could work out for him with somebody But Kingsbury's in a situation where he's already going to feel some pressure on his job to win right away because he's such an unusual hire with just the circumstances, the situation that he was brought into. So that's what makes me think it wouldn't be crazy to think Kyler Murray could go number one overall. But he going to Arizona number one overall, I think, would be the only team that would take him number one overall, especially with the circumstances surrounding Mm -hmm. the whole athletics, baseball, football saga, which, by the way, Deion Sanders, who played both sports professionally, says he should do baseball. What do you think? I haven't even asked you yet. What do you think he should do? Okay. I'm, like, back and forth with it because my initial reaction is baseball because, one, guaranteed money, Mm -hmm. safer sport, longer career, whatever have Mm -hmm. you. But, like, if he he doesn't make it – to the major, like, is he going to be in the major leagues or is he going to be in the farm system for how many years and not get paid? The thing I was talking with Charlie Bramer here the other day is that with the amount of money he's trying to get from Oakland right now, he's got a bidding war essentially between multiple NFL teams, the Oakland Athletics, and the MLB itself by allowing the Athletics to offer him special amounts of money to try and get him to play baseball. The amount of money that he would get from Oakland if he were to choose baseball means he automatically has to be on their 40-man roster right away. So he could still be in the minor leagues, but Oakland was a playoff team last year. And once you get up to September and you expand the rosters, 
do you want to spend a 40-man roster spot plus all the money that you're shelling out for him? Do you want to do all that for a guy that probably is still at least two, three years at best away from making the major leagues? I almost wonder if it's worth it for Oakland at this point. Yeah, and a lot of people were saying, like, oh, like, it would be a good move for baseball, like, kind of using him as a marketing tool. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, honestly, if he plays baseball, I don't really care if he plays football. I, I don't really care either. Like, he's not going to change the game of baseball. Mm -hmm. Like, that's just my opinion. No. Like, there are players out like, hello, Bryce Harper. Like, there are other players out there that are good for baseball. I don't think Kyler Murray's, like, going to make or break it. You I'm, know? I'm like, glad. Mm -hmm. I don't know. That's just my viewpoint on it. I'm glad that you brought up Bryce Harper <laughs> because that's a great segue into the next segment. He's on the move, but where? That's next with Sports Pen on ESPN UP. <laughs> Check out the UP's live and local sports talk show, The Sports Pen, weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN UP and on the ESPN UP app. The Sports Pen on ESPN-UP. Tanner Hoops, Rachel Zerby with you. Thanks for hanging out with us as we wind down to the 5 o'clock hour. Still bitter cold out, sub 10 degrees, but we got our coffee. We're in studio. We're <laughs> all nice and warm, cozy, talking about sports, what have you. Rachel, you brought up Bryce Harper before sorry. the break. No, that's, don't be sorry <laughs> about that. I love it when you have great segues <laughs> like that. Bryce Harper... Manny Machado, they're two of the biggest. You're looking so uneasy I can't about wait this any segment. longer. You just want the Phillies to announce, we have signed Bryce Harper to a yada yada yes, deal. Just one of the two. I just need, I just need some confirmation because I'm done with all these speculations. Harper or Machado or both. I, I both would be amazing. I'd rather have Harper, but... Mm -hmm. I, as a is. Twins fan, I'm happy as long as he doesn't go to the White Sox or an American League team. I'd be all right with him going to Philly. Uh, yeah, I would too. <laughs> I, I know you would. Uh, the White Sox, I don't think he is. I don't think they're on his mind. Not the White Sox, not no. the Yankees either. I think it's either the Phillies or he'll go back to Washington. It's starting to look more possible that Washington could be a possibility for him again, that he could return there because the Cubs made it clear that he's not going to go there. Mm -hmm. The Yankees doesn't look like that they're going to pick him up either i know they've been in talks with them but they're in talks with everybody that they can throw money at so it's looking like chicago philly or washington and not the cubs you get the southsiders if you're gonna go play baseball in chicago go play for the cubs i mean that's the thing but yeah but bryce harper's <laughs> not gonna do that anyway got a chance to get him even though the white Sox offered him eight years and then they offer machado seven White Sox are trying their darndest to rebuild, and they need one of those two guys to compliment Abreu, but, man, I hope it doesn't happen. I mean, if if anyone's going to the White Sox, it's Machado, because they brought in his, like, brother-in-law and, like, mm -hmm. his good friend, and I'm like, okay, but you're also offering him seven years, $175 million. I know. I feel so, insulted. Yeah, that's a big slap in the face. I would come running to Philadelphia where you will make more money. And, and everyone is going to love you. Well, he's Granted, be, you'll be loved in Chicago, too. but He will be on a team that has a better chance of contending, too. Over yeah, have fun in being losing every game in the White like. Yeah, you've got to contend with <laughs> Cleveland, who's always good in the regular season and can't get it done in the post. Twins, I'm optimistic, will be better this year. They have Nelson Cruz. Yeah. I don't know. For some reason, I just feel like that's going to blow up in their face. Either way, 
Bryce Harper's still out there. Manny Machado is out there. White Sox want to land at least one of them. Phillies are thinking about adding both of them. Everyone's saying, I mean, we're, I, I don't want to say definitely, but it seems from what I'm reading that we are guaranteed one of the two, if not both. But we won't know until February, I saw today. So that puts me a little mm. on edge. Because I was told, rumor had it, when Bryce, when they visited their face-to-face interview with Bryce in Las Vegas, they're mm-hmm. like, it could come as early as Saturday. Mm-hmm. So I was expecting it. And then I was like, gonna, ex- I was expecting after the Eagles lost to lift everyone's spirits up. But now we're just going to have to wait another month. And I can't, I can't. She's not kidding either. <laughs> Rachel's Twitter about every night at midnight, maybe today's going to be the day. Well, come on. I, I feel like I'm being like strung on a string. Because yeah. like, you know it's going to happen, but it's just when is it going to happen? You're pretty confident. At least Harper, Machado, are you confident or are you hoping maybe? I am going to say I am confident that we are going to get Bryce Harper. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this picture was photoshopped, and I don't want to fall for it. I'm embarrassed <laughs> that I'm even going to say this out loud. But the Phillies, I think it was the Phillies, they posted a picture on Instagram. And it was like, oh, like, who would want to be here right now? And it's a picture of Citizens Bank Park. Mm-hmm. And like it said, Bryce Harper liked it. But I'm going to say someone photoshopped his mm-hmm. Instagram name into that. Mm-hmm. But like, come on. We have Reese Hoskins. We have Aaron Nola, even though they're not really paying him. but mm-hmm. They should be. Yeah. They should be, which that's a whole nother. It's hard to think of a pitcher who's risen out of college through the minors and straight to being a pro superstar as quickly as Mm -hmm. Aaron Nola has. Yeah, he really blossomed. I can't remember a guy who's done that as quickly. I still remember him dominating at LSU in Mm -hmm. the College World Series, and now he's dominating at the major league level. Even because he played in Reading for the Fighting Mm -hmm. Phil, so I saw him a lot. The Fighting Phils. Yeah. Weird. Anyway, you yeah, I'm about, very anxious. You talked about <laughs> maybe some Instagram activity from Bryce Harper. Antonio Brown has been very active on it's Instagram. It's so funny that we live in that day and age where it's like, so-and-so unfollowed the Steelers on Twitter. Oh, my God, he's <laughs> leaving Pittsburgh now. Like, that's what we talk about these days. It's wild. We can use we social media for, for so many yeah. things. Yep. We, <laughs> I don't think it is, but wouldn't it be funny if this is... An entire troll job by Antonio Brown. Probably. And he would be the guy to do it. Yeah, his people are probably like, okay, so you're going to unfollow the Pittsburgh Steelers. Like, who? There has to be someone that honestly stalks the Steelers' Mm -hmm. account to see who unfollows them or something. It's wild. There was an interview I was listening to earlier today on the Levitard show, and they had a clip of Bruce Arians talking about Antonio Brown and how he's not the same player that he drafted. And I almost wonder, because... Brown isn't going to be in a Steeler uniform next year where he might go. I almost wonder if Arians is thinking, yeah, I know that we've had that connection and everything, but if you're my general manager, please don't give me Antonio Brown to match up with Jameis Winston and Deshaun Jackson. <laughs> please don't put my locker yeah, room through that. Yeah, no, absolutely not. As talented as he yeah. is. I don't know where Antonio Brown's going to play next year. I know I where know. he wants to play in San Francisco. I'm just wondering what you can get if you're the Steelers out of Antonio Brown because it'd be a $21 million cap hit if they were to get nothing for him. You can get something for Antonio Brown. The debate on Levitard earlier today was, did the Roonies cost themselves what they could get by saying this guy doesn't fit what our culture is all about? He's not going to be playing with us next year. I wonder if they... 
lowered his trade value by doing that. At the same point, all you need is a couple of teams to get in a bidding war, and one of them doesn't want the other to get it, so you might get that yeah. first-round pick for him. Maybe, maybe a couple of draft picks. I don't know. Maybe even a player if you wanted. It's such a weird situation. It is so weird. It is beyond weird. And it's even weirder that he was on that Masked Singer show. Did you I see know. that? Like, what singer. was that? Like, granted, it was filmed. Like, it was, I don't think it was live, and it was filmed a couple months back, I would mm-hmm. imagine. But, like, the irony with that was just wild. The, it makes you wonder like, how long this has been going on. Yeah. The dude goes on a, like, reality, reality TV show, basically, mm-hmm. in the midst of, like, football season. Well, because we didn't know they were having problems until, like, the last week, week and a half of the regular season. And he handled that final week of the season mm-hmm. about as unprofessional as possible. It makes you wonder how long this has been going on, but it's been kept under wraps. Mm-hmm. He's a talented player. Yeah. He's got a skill set that doesn't translate well with age in the NFL, and you wonder how much longer he's going to be as productive as he is because he turns 31 in July. But can he help you in the near term? I mean, he's arguably the best receiver in the game. Absolutely he can help you in the oh, near yeah. term. Him with San Francisco next year. Let's think about I, that. I just though. don't really see that. It's hard to see it, isn't it? But if it were to happen, you've got presumably a healthy Jimmy Garoppolo. You've got an up-and-coming tight end in George Kittle, who will be a nice complimentary piece. And Kyle Shanahan, who's one of the greatest offensive coaches. They're in a tough division, but San Francisco, it's not unrealistic to think they could be pretty good next season. I just, when I think of a team to go, I just, San Francisco just doesn't cross my mind first no. with Jimmy G as the quarterback. I don't you know, know. Not sure about Jimmy G? No. I'd like to see a little bit more of him. He's good enough. He can be starting in the NFL, but is he good enough to bring a team to the playoffs, bring a team to mm-hmm. eight wins, eight and eight, what have you? I'd like to see a bigger sample size of him. Yeah. That's kind of what I want to see of Nick Foles as well, because He's been big down the stretch here for Philly the last couple of years. But how's he going to be in a 16-game regular season mm-hmm. schedule? That's my only drawback. That's why I have these doubts, even though he really hasn't done anything to earn our doubts. We all kind of yeah, have yeah. them about Nick Foles. <laughs> it's like, obviously, it's comforting knowing that he can perform in the big games, the games that matter. Mm-hmm. But, like, 16 games, the season's longer than just those three or four mm-hmm. games at the end of the season. When you look at their division, too, next year... Cowboys, I don't know what to expect from them because very rarely do they make back-to-back playoff appearances. They haven't done it since 96, but they're going to have a good team coming back next year. Washington, you feel like they're just a quarterback away because Mm -hmm. they were playing well. The Giants should be better next year, so you wonder what kind of a division they would have anyway over there in Philadelphia. So, I don't know, maybe going somewhere else would be the option for Foles, and it's going to have to be if he wants to be Mm -hmm. a starting quarterback because that's Carson Wentz's team. I just want the Giants to run the Eagles to the ground. Do you really? So they can all shut up about saying that Saquon Barkley was a mistake to pick. That's, I, I'm over it. That I can't. drives me crazy when people say... They are so close-minded. Well, and anyone and who says that. And brainwashed. Saquon was a great pick this year. How can you pass a guy up like that? Yeah, you. the quarterback class was had depth or whatever, but look how many good quarterbacks came out of that class. I still think None Lamar right Jackson now. was number yeah. two. I still think the only quarterback I would have been okay with the Giants getting over Saquon would be Baker, mm-hmm. and I still like the fact that they got Saquon, but someone asked me straight-faced, wouldn't you rather have Sam Darnold over Saquon right now? I'm like, no! What? You would. You 
think that the Giants would be happy? You think they would be any better than they were this year with Wayne Gallman and Sam Darnold as their quarterback running no. back combination? You're going to have Saquon Barkley the rest of your life. Yes. Plus, they'll get I Dwayne can't. Haskins number six yeah. overall this year anyway. I'm just going to stop talking about that. It, it makes me so angry. <laughs> they just don't – I can't get through to them. They don't understand. No. Every single time they're like, oh, you ha- the Giants have a deteriorating quarterback and no offensive line, yet they drafted the guy who's going to be the best running back probably the NFL has seen in a while. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to just sit my tea and watch him run you all to the ground. <laughs> Rachel Zerby in the studio with us. Almost to the 5 o'clock hour, but – I want to ask you one last thing before we sign off. This will be the last time I see you before we know who's going to be in the Super Bowl. Oh, wait. Actually, yeah, and I won't be here next Wednesday, you by the way. won't be here Wednesday. Well, that'll, make, <laughs> that'll make some of I'm our loyalists I'm going to be home. Crazy. You will be home. That's yes. right. It's vacation time for yeah. you. Yeah, well, congratulations <laughs> on I'm that. I'm very this, excited. <laughs> well, they have the Pro Bowl next week, so. Oh, I'll be tuned in to yeah, that. Oh, yeah, I'll. Full, sure, full tension. I'm sure everyone's going <laughs> to, if everyone had to do a quiz and get 80% on how the Pro Bowl went, I'm sure everyone would pass. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so going to watch that. Same. I but, have it marked in my calendar. So, depending how long you're out of town, maybe we'll have you back before the Super Bowl. Either I way. should. Yeah. You should. Yeah. Okay. I'm only gone on Wednesday. Okay. Yeah. Well, either way, Next I want to get your thoughts on yes. championship weekend. You've got the afternoon game. You've got... The, in all likelihood, the MVP and Patrick Mahomes going up against mm-hmm. Tom Brady and his five rings. Who wins the AFC title? The Kansas City Chiefs. All right. I like that pick. Why do you feel so confident in them? Just, that was pretty I think because they're home. Think so? Yes. Okay. I like that. As cliche as it is, like, I just don't like the whole home field advantage thing because mm-hmm. I just think it's very cliche. And if you're good, you can win anywhere. Yeah. But I think Kansas City, I think it's going to be a good game. But I hope, I hope you're right. I do too. I'm just not. That Arctic blast though, heaven forbid. Yes. I have to mention that it's going to be cold. Mm-hmm. These poor grown men. I just can't <laughs> bet against New England right now. And I can't I, either, and but I'm going me, to. For me, the biggest thing is going to be who's coaching. In the postseason, I'm not taking Andy Reid no. over Bill Belichick. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm living life on the edge. I know, and I, I like I, that. I want a Chief. I want the Chiefs to win. I do, too. So that's why I'm saying them. But I actually think I want to see Patrick Mahomes outplay Tom Brady. Do you? Yes. All right. And I think it might happen. I think that could Kansas happen, City but needs Kansas City this. could still lose. Yeah. I think Patrick I mean, Mahomes will outplay him. Me. Yeah. But. How about NFC? You've got the Saints hosting the Rams. Another <sighs> tough place to play. Yeah. I don't know, man. That's a tough that, one. Yeah, that one's a lot. I mean, they're both tough, but let's just so say I, I want a Chiefs-Saints Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Uh, I don't know. I just think it would be fun. <laughs> it would be a fun matchup, seeing Breeze go yeah. up against Mahomes. I want it to be Chiefs-Rams again just because I want another yeah, 54-51 I mean, awesome. game. I have no skin of the game yeah. between any of the four teams left. I just want to see another great game like that at the Super uh-huh. Bowl. I don't know. I'm going. That one's tough. I'm going Pat Saints, <laughs> but I want it the other way around. Yeah. Rachel Zerby's in the studio with us as always. Appreciate you being here. Thank Enjoy you. Enjoy your vacation. Thank Looking you. forward for a couple of weeks. <laughs> That's it for us. Thanks for tuning in on ESPN UP WZAM Ishpeming Marquette.